Thinking Sideways is not brought to you by Blue Rugs. Instead, it's supported by the generous donations of our listeners on Patreon. Visit patreon.com slash thinking sideways to learn more. And thanks. Thinking Sideways. I don't understand. Stories of things we simply don't know the answer to. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Thinking Sideways, the podcast. I am Devin, joined per usual by... Joe. And... Steve. Sup? Yeah, here we here are. Here we are. Ready to solve another groovy mystery. Yeah. This week we're going to talk about the disappearance of Rebecca Coriam. This was originally suggested by Grace via email in like April of 2015. A while ago. A while ago, which seems weird because that does literally seem like that was a few months ago to me. But mm. guess what? It was like that. a year. In the middle of the summer of 2016. Yeah, I know. I'm not really ready for that idea yet. Um, but this is a mystery that I've uh, known about for a while. And has been on my radar for a while. It's just this side of five years old, so we're going to do it. Perfect. I'm just going to do a quick little summary. Rebecca was uh, 24 years old when she disappeared from a cruise ship. Yes, we're doing a cruise ship mystery. No, it's not the one you want. Yeah, it's um, not about the other girl that disappeared from not, a cruise ship. Not about. Or, or that other guy. Yeah. yeah. Or that other, other, other person. Or the yeah. hundreds of Turns people. Turns out there are lots of them, lots but of, we'll talk yeah. about that in a minute. And, you know, I think this is on that drinking game that people keep talking about, but it, you may or may not know that I worked on a cruise ship for a while. And actually, um, the reason that I know about this case is I've known about it pretty much since it happened, because the first ship that Rebecca worked on ported in the same ports as my ship did twice a week, I believe it was. Three times a week. Twice a week. And then my last day on a cruise ship was literally like three days after she disappeared. Okay. So what, are we doing the story? Or? Yeah. Let's do the story. Okay. Yeah. Because there's a whole bunch here. There's, there's quite a lot of story. a lot for, of stuff here. Yeah. For, it seems kind of a simpler mystery when you first sent it over. Mm -hmm. So I was really surprised at how much content there was to this Yeah. One. Yeah. There's, there's a I good I can see amount. why people are excited about it. Yeah. Uh, maybe. Kind of. I don't know. <laughs> it's a little mysterious. Rebecca was attending Plymouth University studying sports science and youth studies. When she was a teen, she was a British Army cadet, and she taught um, sports at Camp America in Maine. Rebecca was from Chester, England. In 2010, Rebecca interviewed for Disney Cruise Lines and was offered a job which is actually pretty competitive. Unlike the ship I was on, she got to go to Disneyland in Florida for training, which I'm super <laughs> jealous about. Yeah. Disney World, right? Disney World, yeah, yeah, in Florida. I want to go to the one in China. It just opened. I actually have a friend who opened that one. Really? Yeah. I'm really interested to see She's that one. She's the lead of the pyrotechnics department there. Oh, well, that's, that's kind of cool. awesome job. Yeah, it's really cool. Because I've been to Euro Disney, and it's a trip to be in Disneyland in another language. And I sort of maybe kind of know some of what's going on, but I'd really like to see it in, in the one that's in China. Mm -hmm. I also, while and I'm in the China. One in Japan. Yeah, while I'm in China, I want to go see that replica of the Titanic that guy's building. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. going to be awesome. Yes, it is. I want to see the miniature reproduction of the Great Wall as okay, well. Okay, so <laughs> Rebecca was placed on the Disney Dream. I'm pretty sure that's the one. Uh, it never really says, but that was the one that I was with. And it's the 
contract that it looked like she was on. So, and it, for the record, I keep saying places. this. I never met Rebecca or anything like that. So I don't worry. Um, but I know people who worked with her. So, so she was on a four month contract. She did a two month vacation in between contracts, which is pretty typical. And then she did her next contract on the Disney wonder, which uh, ports out of LA. And I think her first cruise was actually a relocate cruise because uh, when they talk about her time on that cruise ship, they talk about going through the Pan- Panama Canal. And a relocate, for those who are unfamiliar, uh, is outwardly facing called a repositioning, which basically a lot of cruise ships do winter kind of bad months in the Bahamas and Eastern Caribbean. And then they come over and do the West Coast Caribbean. Of and, the United States. Yeah, of the United States and the Alaska cruises during the summer. So they have to reposition. Basically, they go you know through the Panama Canal and up. And it's usually a 14-day trip. And um, guests can t- go on those trips, but also, you know, obviously the crew has to be on board at the same time. Well, probably Hopefully. a good idea. Yeah. Yeah, they do. Although I, you know, I was really jealous. I saw when the Wonder was going over for the first time, it was a brand new ship and they did their Atlantic crossing without any passengers because it was a brand new ship, but they had crew. And then they also did their first run of their three day loop without any passengers and so you would look over and it was just crew members like we had these big laundry buckets that you would you know dump all the laundry into and they were just like running down the promenade like racing each other (laughs) it was and they got to just they had the full run of the ship and you know these ships are big they're They're made for a lot of people and it was just the crew that would be awesome yeah because i mean really awesome i I was so jealous well yeah because normally as a crew member you can't go into all the fun party areas where the guests are some you you, uh, we'll talk a little bit more about the culture of cruise ships in a minute but you some people can like i could um but not very many people you did mention something that I want listeners to understand, which is the sheer scale of these ships. Oh, yeah. I pulled up the maps. And <laughs> they are, and these were the... These were the small ships. Well, these were the maps that were the ones that are available on the internet from Disney that show, you know, so you can pick your room, what uh, what deck you want to be on. And it's still so much space, let alone all the areas that passengers don't get to go to. Those I actually looked at those maps. They're pretty representative. It's just like three decks below that they Is don't that really have. Was? Yeah. I, those ships are so gigantic that I expect it to be another five or six decks down. They're te- well, you can't go too far down because you get into the mechanics. That's what, well, that's what I'm including. When I oh, you are? Then yeah, I guess. I don't, I don't actually know the actual scope of I don't know, want how to know, far but... up. Um, but yeah, they're pretty representative of what... But they're gigantic. They are when you look at these rooms and they're... The average cabin, I think, was on this Disney ship was 250 square foot. Yeah, that's a big... To me, uh, that's at, a big room. On a ship, that is actually quite a bit of room. But... Yeah. Did you look at the map? There are 1,000 and 2,000 square foot suites oh, yeah. that are just, I couldn't imagine those things. But of course, they're way high up. But it just, it's and, a huge ship. Tons yeah. and tons of room, tons and tons of hallways. Mm-hmm. You get lost on those things. Yeah, yeah. meantime, there's crew members that, crew members that probably have like 36 square feet, you know, in their little, in their little cell. Closet. It's, yeah, it's less than that. Sometimes. Less than 36. I, the, yeah, so there are rooms uh, that are, I would say, yeah, probably about 36 square feet, but you share that with like three or four people. Because it's bunk mm. on top of it's bunk, bunk on top It's of bunk. four bunks up. It's it's four bunks tall, so you've got the four bunks, and then there's a little, there's a tiny little wardrobe for each person that's built into the wall, and then there's two desk spaces and um, four safes, and that's it. Oh, and a, a bathroom. 
Well, actually, in those ones, I don't think they had the room that I was in. I had a bathroom in mine, but it, I mean, it's the kind of bathroom where the whole thing is the shower. Uh-huh. You know? Yeah, I know. There's a drain in the middle about. of the floor. Yeah, like that. I think I led us astray there. Sorry about that. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> I mean, it's all stuff that we will end up talking about. Yeah, well, most true. Of Rebecca was a youth worker. I think Disney actually calls them youth activities counselors, which. St- Seems like a still an oddly normal name for Disney. You know, the, this is the kind of place where Disneyland, I think everybody's called a cast member. You know, True. Uh, they're all cast members. So now that the youth, youth activities counselors are basically there to keep the they're kids... They're babysitters. Bi- keep the kids busy so yeah. mom and dad can actually have can some go fun. drink. Yeah. It's go drink. Yeah. And I know that sounds really awful, but it's true. If you've ever been on a cruise ship, you know that's what you do, is you go drink. Mm-hmm. I went on a cruise, and it was no kids allowed, and it was yeah. the greatest thing ever at first, until I realized how drunk all the people around me were. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah. That, we, uh, is, it, are, are they all-inclusive fairs? I mean, do you get all your, your food and booze? Is well, okay, so I don't know how DCL works. I'm sorry, Disney Cruise Lines. I'm going to call it DCL. Uh, but the line that I was on, which... I will not name, is the kind of thing where there are certain restaurants and buffets on the ship that are included, and then there are others that you pay on top of your fee, and I don't think any of the bars except for, of course, the casino bar... were complimentary but yeah. there were a lot of events where you could get complimentary alcohol like when you boarded the ship that i was on they handed you a hurricane a lot of uh-huh. a lot of the ships charge you for the booze because that's where they're making that's some serious cash because i have oh, fr- yeah. i have family that would go on at least two cruises a year and they were always packing their cocktail mix in their luggage and you have to pack it in uh you know like mouthwash or something like that they'll confiscate do You're not actually, allowed to bring liquor on. Do they actually look in your luggage? Yeah. They do? Yeah. It seems rather cheeky. Why? It goes it has to go through a scanner and everything. Oh really? I see. Oh, Are you kidding okay. me? Do you imagine can you imagine a bomb on a boat? Uh, I guess that's true. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. This like boats are scary enough as is. Mm. So let's talk a little bit about Rebecca again. That's a good idea. Rebecca was described as generally a happy person, um, a kind of a prankster, all around upbeat. You, you would know, have to be to work for Disney. Well, I, it's interesting. I, there's an article we're going to reference a lot, which is the Guardian article, um, mm-hmm. and the author of that went on a on a wonder cruise. And he was talking to somebody who, one of the guys who was re-varnishing a uh, railing. And he said, you know, okay, so what's it like actually though? You know, what are you guys like actually? And he was like, no, no, it's not an act. Which you kind of have to say. Yeah. Uh, but I think that the people who get hired for Disney versus other cruise lines are Disney people. Yeah. They're well, upbeat and generally there's a certain There's a certain brand of people who like working on a ship for Disney, just like there's a certain brand of people who love to work at the theme parks. Mm-hmm. I mean, if it was me, they'd have never hired me because they know I would have gone psychotic in the goofy costume mm-hmm. two days in. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, and if you're going to work with the public and all that, you've got to you know, yeah. be kind of a happy person. Yeah, well, if you have so, to, I mean, and... There's a natural inclination that they're looking for. Yeah, and it's you know Disney specific. I right. mean, I got hired on a cruise ship, so <laughs> anybody could, but you have to find the right one. It also sounds like she had a um, partner or a lover on the ship, but we'll kind of get to that later. Yeah, I question some of that, but I yeah. do too. Yeah. On to the story. 
Okay. On March 21st, 2011, the Wonder pulled out of the L.A. Harbor, heading on a normal voyage down to the Mexican Riviera. Rebecca sent a Facebook message to her parents saying she was planning to call the next day. Later that night, Rebecca was hanging out with one of her friends in the crew area, and she referred to it as a secret corridor, and we'll talk about that later too. The That Guardian article, the author actually spoke with that friend that she, that um, Rebecca was hanging out with, and he called her Melissa, which I don't think is her real name, but no. we're going to use Melissa because that's the only name I have for her. There we go. And she said, you know, she said they were hanging out in this secret corridor, which really just means an unmonitored crew hall, which there are some. And again, you know, we'll talk about that in a little bit. Melissa reports that Rebecca had been trying to peel her fake eyelashes off. It seemed vaguely like the sort of thing that she would do uh, when she was drunk. You know, that's sort of like drunk person. Peeling behavior. off Melissa's fake, fake eyelashes. eyelashes. Yeah. yeah. But she had just gotten off work, so I don't think she was drunk. And that's highly frowned upon, isn't it? Be- Being I mean, drunk. Uh, well, and again, on, we'll on talk about that in a little bit. I don't want to oh. break up this story too much. Okay. Um, so we'll circle back around to that. I would think there'd be nothing else to do. Again, we'll circle back. <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah. Melissa says that Rebecca asked her if she was going to go to the crew bar tonight, or that night, I guess. And uh, Melissa said she would, but ended up not doing so. And then I haven't been able to find the CCTV footage of this next part, so please keep that in mind. But apparently at 5.45 a.m., Rebecca was on one of the internal phones with someone, and reports are that she seemed kind of distraught. And she hangs up the phone and another crew member walks up to her and appears to ask if she's okay. This is CCTV, so there's no sound. There's no audio, right. And I, I have seen actually stills from the, um, this footage, and, mm-hmm. and I, can't, I really can't see how they can even recognize whether it's Rebecca, much less whether she's distraught or not, because it's so fuzzy and so low res. Well, it's hard to tell if it's, you know, with the low res stuff, sometimes it's easier to actually tell what's going on when it is moving than it is from screen caps. Probably. And then again, I don't know, since I haven't seen the footage, I don't know if it's actual screen caps or somebody took, you know, a picture with a crappy phone or what. Yeah, I've seen, I've seen this. I I've think seen, the that's the only thing Yeah, I've we've seen all too. seen probably yeah. the same two or three images and they are extremely hard to tell what's going on. So I, mm-hmm. I question it too. It's like, okay, yeah. sure. Yeah. yeah. Well, so apparently she seems distraught and then the, her crew member, the fellow crew member walks up to her and says, are you okay? And she appears to respond. Yeah, fine. And people report this is a clear lip reading. There's reports that the phone call was recorded, but I'm I don't I'm not sure if that's true or not. That's well, that's what I heard. Uh, that's kind of creepy that they're recording everybody's internal phone calls. Uh, that's a yeah. that's a massive amount of data. Mm-hmm. Could you think about the massive well, amount of data? Well, that's why I'm not so sure. All of that would be. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, that's why I don't. I don't. Just agree all, with the, all the all cam- the all the camera footage. Yeah, alone. yeah. yeah. I think I think it's likely that they have phone records i mean i think i think that disney's telling the truth when they say that they know who the call was between but i don't think they know what was said that's silly i'd agree with that okay anyway rebecca walks down the hall she's seen quote pushing her hair back and putting her hands in her back pockets unquote which is apparently typical behavior for her according to her parents according to her parents and her friends and then that's the last time anybody's ever seen her at least officially officially Rebecca was scheduled to start a shift at 9 a.m. on March 22nd, but when she failed to show up, um, they obviously raised the alarm and paged her and checked her room and searched the ship and nothing. And this is very important to note because you will see this overlooked in almost everything. It's very important to know that the night of the 21st to the 22nd was a sea day. And what that means 
for those of you who don't know what that is, is that the ship did not port at all. It left LA and between the time that it left LA and the time that Rebecca disappeared, it was underway. It was in the middle of the sea the entire time. Yeah, out of sight, out of sight of land, I assume. Yes. Yeah. I mean, they never go so far that it's insane. Well, I mean, sometimes they do, but on these routes, they're pretty close to the sea, but it's you don't you don't the see land. It. Yeah, I'm sorry, yeah, but... pretty close to the land, but you don't see it. They're always close no. to the sea. Yeah, pretty dang close, in fact. Yeah. So that's very important for a lot of reasons, mm-hmm. but I'm just going to keep mentioning that. And they did search the entire ship before they made port. Okay. Very important. Yeah. Okay. Cool. There was an early report that a fellow crew member said that they had seen Rebecca go overboard at 3 a.m. Obviously, with the discovery of the CCTV footage, that is incorrect. And also, I will just go ahead and state that if you see someone go overboard, you call a code. You don't just ignore it and go to bed. You don't just ignore it and go to bed. You Mm -hmm. notify the bridge. And if you don't, actually for somebody to come forward and say, yeah, I saw somebody go overboard at 3 a.m., but I didn't notify anyone and didn't try to render help, could be a terminable offense. If not having charges yeah. levied against you. Yeah, yeah. because you oh, yeah. are responsible for their death, basically. Yeah. Not, I mean, not entirely, but basically. So mm-hmm. I think that that's been added to the story, if I'm honest, but that's just my opinion, man. Yeah, you would think you would not admit that, at least. Yeah. The... Wonder and the crew of the Wonder did report. They called it in. You know, they let the Coast Guard know. They let the Navy know. The Mexican Navy know. They let pretty much everybody in the area know. That that a crew member lost at sea. We're missing a crew member. We don't really know when we lost this crew member, but please, can you help us look for her? So the U.S. Coast Guard and the Mexican Navy did search the international waters that the Wonder was sailing through in the time that they thought she might have gone overboard. I think they kind of... First, they were thinking maybe it was 3 a.m., and then they found the CCTV footage, and then they thought, okay, so in between probably 6 a.m. and 9 a.m., she went overboard. And I think they probably used some deductive reasoning and thinking probably it was before daylight. That makes sense. Probably. Yeah, Yeah, by that. It is reported that the seas were rough at that time, so it's pretty unlikely that she would have just been, you know, floating there waiting for somebody to come find her. In a calm spot of water. Yeah. Yeah, I know. But I I heard that that night that she went overboard, if she did indeed go overboard, it was was kind of rough seas, right? Yeah, that's what I mean. You know, it was rough seas, so it would be unlikely without any kind of flotation device or anything like that. It'd be hard. I think, you know, if she went overboard, she would have been lost. And the difficulty is not knowing exactly when and where she could have gone in the water. Because I actually tried to track down the conditions of the sea at that time. But what I kept running into is that it's location-based. And then when you get farther out, it it was really kind of tough. So I I, I could never say, oh, yeah, no, there was this giant storm. I couldn't find any of that easily. But I also don't know why... Disney would lie about that. And we'll talk about this in the theories a lot more. Oh, there's going to be a whole bunch of of theories of finger pointing of lying Disney. Yeah. I assume that the security on the ship did a preliminary investigation. However, since the Wonder, like almost every ship that does any circuit kind of around America, uh, is registered in Nassau in the Bahamas, (laughs) the incident happened, and the incident did happen in international waters, It fell to the Royal Bohemian Police Force to investigate. One officer was assigned to this case, 
which does seem slim. I will agree with that. It's only well, one missing person. I can see why they would do that. And, yeah. Uh, I mean, it's it's the fact that it's a big ship. I, I totally understand. And he only arrived after the ship ported back in L.A., so I think that would have been like four days later after she disappeared. And he only spent a day on the ship. Rebecca's parents, Mike and Anna Maria, were notified on the 22nd that Rebecca had gone missing. They were obviously there in England, so it was night, very nighttime for them. They were about to go to bed. They had been already worried anyway because, um, you know, they didn't hear from her that day. That's right. They she were said she was going to call. call. Yeah. yeah. They flew out to L.A. and met the ship in L.A. also um, on the Friday after she went, uh, Rebecca went missing. They claimed they were kept in a car with darkly tinted windows while the passengers disembarked. Then they were taken to meet the captain who offered condolences and told him that he thought uh, Rebecca had gone overboard. Uh, her parents were then taken to a meeting with some Disney executives and the woman that had report- reportedly been on the phone with Rebecca at 5.45 a.m. In the CCTV TV mm-hmm. footage. Yeah. I know I just <laughs> yeah. hacked all those letters up. That's okay. It was rumored to have been a mutual friend of Rebecca and this mysterious partner. Or maybe the partner, but I think it was—I think it was a mutual friend. And now this is a shame, but Mike and Anna Maria didn't get to ask a lot of questions in that meeting because they—I mean, you know—they were very jet lagged. They hadn't slept since Monday night, right? They slept Monday night. They, they woke up Tuesday, Tuesday morning, evening. and they hadn't slept the yeah. entire time. They'd just flown in from England, and frankly, they thought they were gonna get to talk to this group again, which it turned out no. They weren't. They also have expressed that they were just, they really wanted to talk to the passengers on the ship. And now that's a lot of people to talk to. It's a, it's a lot of people to talk to. It confuses me a lot. You know, there are this, the wonder is approximately the same size as the ship that I was on. That means that there would have been probably, assuming that it was even, you know, partially full. Round figure. Uh, it was probably like 2,400 guests and 900 crew. That's so the lot. likelihood of just randomly finding a passenger who interacted with your daughter who works on the ship, who was frankly only on the ship for a couple of hours while you would have maybe interacted with her, seems slim. Well, yeah, and they, they could do something like before they disembark, put put out something on the uh, the PA system so everybody can hear it and say, hey, one of our crew members disappeared. Please come look at a photograph of her. And, but, you know, they, they like to make it a happy thing. They don't want to actually be putting stuff like that out I, of the PA I was going to say, I'm, I yeah. know, I'm going to say this right now, I'm not going to defend Disney. I'm going to sound like I'm defending Disney in this several times. But they're not they're not going to do that because what do they want their guests to do? They want their guests to have a great time and spend a bunch of money and come back and do it again. Yeah. yeah. So, of course, they're going to – everything is insular. You keep the parents here. You keep the crew here. You keep the guests over there. And never shall they mix. Well, and frankly – And it's too big of a pool of people. Well, yeah. yeah. I mean, I think the thing that Disney probably thought, which is what I think, is that there's – I mean, there's no reason. There's no reason for any of these passengers to speak with distraught parents. Yeah. There's just not. That would take days. And frankly, um, you don't really, <laughs> uh, you probably don't want the passengers to know that somebody disappeared from their cruise. Probably yeah. not. Yeah. And That's not something you want passengers to know. There's, there's good reason that cruise lines keep that kind of information kind of buttoned up. Yeah. Yeah. So, no. and, uh, you know, and actually not that many people disappear off cruise ships every year, but. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. We'll talk about this yeah. in a little yeah. bit. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> 
So uh, Rebecca's parents were, uh, after they met, had this kind of short meeting, they were taken to her room and given her things. One of the items they were given was either a pair or one slipper or flip-flop. I'm not quite clear on which one. Yeah, it was pink I, and flowery. I usually, I usually hear it as flip-flop, but I've seen the slipper one too. Singular. Yeah, yeah. yeah one. This slipper slash flip-flop had been found the morning of the 22nd near the crew pool. Um, up in the bow of the ship? It's on deck five in the bow of the ship. It's pretty typical of cruise lines to have a, a crew pool, have crew-specific areas. You know, as we were talking about, um, I would say that like 85% of the crew, well, probably more like 60% of the crew, is not allowed in passenger areas at all. And then on top of that, only like 5% max, probably more like 2% of the crew are allowed to socialize in passenger areas. That means uh, passenger bars, passenger pools, passenger restaurants, anything like that. So would that 60% you're talking about be people who are working like laundry services or engine maintenance or, or those kind of, I'm, I know these are very broad categories, yes. but those yeah. kind of things that, that guests have no reason to know you exist for. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. And there are a lot of ways to get around to every area of a ship. I mean, it's even things like the maintenance people. You're allowed to be in a crew, a very specific passenger area to perform your maintenance task. And then you have to use the nearest crew door and get back into crew quarters and crew area to get to your next spot. You, you can't appear. walk through passenger you know, hallways or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's this whole underground thing. It's huge. It's oh, yeah. yeah. It is. And it's all over the place and it's really well hidden throughout a ship. If you've been on a cruise ship, you probably were walking right parallel to crew members and you didn't even know it. But, you know, you want to get, you want to keep your crew happy. I mean, they're stuck in this tin can. So they, we get, you know, we would get our own, our own bar, you get your own swimming pool, you get your own um, lounge area, you get your own mess hall. I wouldn't call it a restaurant. I wouldn't say it's necessarily very nice, but you do get your own mess hall, get your own um, gym with weights and workout equipment and stuff like that. I mean, it is, it's, it's crummier versions of all the stuff that passengers have, but you get all the stuff that passengers have. And it's a good use of that bow space that like, what else are you going to put out there? You definitely don't want passengers on the bow of the ship. No, that's definitely uh, the roughest place to be on the ship. Yeah. Yeah, it is. And I mean, that's a good point to make is that it's, it's, pretty much the roughest, most dangerous area of a ship, mm, which is some, why you don't... It's the most up and down action. It does, yeah. yeah. And you can you can see photos of that, by the way. You can yeah. see that crew pool in, would, in photos. There I are. would encourage you to look at those pictures, and you can find pictures specifically with crew members, like when, you know, any of the ships are going out of port or anything like that. You can see there's crew standing there, so you can really get a scope of what the size of everything looks like. Because it's hard to tell when it's just a picture of the bow from land. It's almost impossible to tell what's going on. Did you guys see the Minecraft version of this ship? No. No. Oh, it's really cool. Somebody, I didn't, I, I don't know how to play Minecraft, so I didn't mm. do anything, but evidently you can download. Uh, she was on the, this is the dream, is that correct? Wonder. Wonder, thank you. Somebody built the Wonder mm. in, in, a, in Minecraft. I was oh. like, holy All crap, right. and I watched a, a quick fly-through. It's really interesting. Hmm. Oh, people would... have way much, too much time on their hands. Like people like us who record exactly. podcasts. Mm-hmm. What, do you, what do you do with this thing? I don't know. I don't know how Minecraft works. Please, nobody send me an email on how Minecraft works. I just haven't looked it up. <laughs> yeah. We do know how to Google, I promise. Yeah, I think so. 
And there's, okay, so there's also some mystery about the slipper flip-flop thing because there's been some speculation that it wasn't actually Rebecca's. Mm-hmm. Could, have been, could have been left there by anybody, it really. Could have, that's true. Anybody on the crew. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, anyone on the crew. That's the end of the story, and that's the end of the investigation. The only other things really are that um, about two weeks after Rebecca's disappearance, uh, her family got an email from a bank that said that there had been some activity on one of her accounts in the last few weeks. This gave the family hope that Rebecca was alive, but I think it was a bit misplaced. And apparently they had not previously been aware of this account. They were eventually t- able to find the paperwork in Rebecca's things that she had opened this account, but they didn't find her cards. Yeah, it was just a regular credit card. It wasn't a bank card. Yeah. I mean, you know, I think she probably got it in America. Though. Yeah, probably in, in her training time. Yeah. Yeah. So that gave the family some hope that she was alive. But again, all this stuff we'll talk about in a minute. And then after that, in that September, Rebecca's uncle... Of 2011? Yeah, of 2011, uh, found that someone had changed the password on Rebecca's Facebook. And I think they had been maintaining it. The family had been maintaining it just to, uh, you know, if somebody was trying to contact her or maybe she was trying to contact her, you know, her it's, it's family or anything like that. It's an easy thing to keep an eye on and it have is. the access to. And also to maintain as a memorial. Right. And they... Facebook now will turn pages into memorials. And that changes the way that they work a little bit. But apparently somebody logged in and changed the password, which again gave the family a little hope mm-hmm. that she was alive. And then on March 21st, 2012, a woman emailed the family claiming to have seen Rebecca in Venice. She said she was 85% sure it was her. Um, but Rebecca's passport had been in her belongings. So she would have had to find a different way into it's easy. You just go to Libya and hire a smuggler to take you across the Mediterranean. It's That's safe. safe. Yeah. It's cheap. It's safe easy. as a young white woman. And, and you're right. And getting from Los yeah. Angeles to Libya is super easy. Really? Oh, you just yeah. swim, I think. <laughs> yeah. It would be an adventure. Yeah. Let's circle back around and talk about just a couple things real quick here. We've got the CCT. CCTV. I cannot say that. You Stupid can't. acronym. Closed circuit television. Yeah. So there is closed circuit television or CCTV because I can say it <laughs> all over cruise ships. And you can imagine, I'm sure, that there are less CCTV cameras. There are less cameras in crew areas than there are in passenger areas. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm sure you can figure out why. But there are a lot of areas that one could go that wouldn't be covered by cameras in crew areas. It's, I mean, yeah, you're not going to monitor every hallway that you know the crew people are going to be in that isn't isn't in any area of any consequence. Yeah, well, yeah, and you're not as concerned about the crew, frankly, which is kind of you know callous to say, but it's true. No, well, you cast a wider net on their activities. You don't try and focus on every angle of the hallway. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so it is, I guess it is possible that Rebecca moved around the ship without there being any more CCTV footage of her. Although I do, I do think there probably was at least one camera at the crew pool. That seems like the kind of place on the bow of the ship. That's what the would Guardian article like that. mentioned, but it, mm-hmm. it's also notable that the author of that article was very clear in the fact that he couldn't tell if that was a new or a previously existing camera. No, he said there are cameras on 
the promenade, the four, deck four promenade, which mm-hmm. is where he originally thought that Rebecca had fallen from until he started talking to the crew. Mm-hmm. He said there were cameras there. He didn't have access to the crew area, so he would have had no way of knowing if there were cameras in the crew pool or not. See, I thought somehow he had gotten himself into the crew pool area. It, it, no. Okay, then I'm I'm wrong, I'm, which is not surprising. There's but... n- yeah, I... <laughs> Uh, if he were on my ship and somebody let him in, you would be in big old trouble, like a lot of trouble. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like now, your press pass doesn't get you in there. <laughs> yeah. Well, his wouldn't. That's true. Yeah. And they might not have had one of the crew pool. Actually, it's possible. But I, I, it it kind of looks like, but I can't be a hundred percent certain. Kind of looks like uh, from up on the bridge, the control room, where, you know, the captain and the pilot is and everything, uh, they would be able to see down into the crew pool area. Yeah, so we'll But I'm not 100% that. sure that they we'll can. We'll talk about that in theories. Oh, okay. Yeah. The other thing I do want to mention is um, I, you know, talked about Rebecca being maybe seeming a little drunk. Um, possibly or possibly potentially. drunk, yeah. And, but she was just getting off uh, shift. Which well, makes me think... I thought she got off her shift at, like, what, two? She just got... Sorry, when she was trying to pull Melissa, quote-unquote Melissa's eye, eyelashes off. Oh, the off. earlier... Okay. Yeah, that she had literally just gotten done with work. Um, and so that makes me think that she was not drunk because it's super unallowed. <laughs> and that's not to say that people don't break the rules. And yes... It is true, Joe, that all, it's almost the only thing to do as a crew member when you're not working is to drink. Mm-hmm. Um, but there are a lot of really, really harsh restrictions on that. And again, I didn't work for DCL. I worked for a different cruise line, which again, I'm not going to tell you which one it was because I don't want you to know. But on the cruise line that I worked for, uh, crew members were forbidden to have a blood alcohol level above 0.05, like seriously. For I mean, this is for a ton of reasons, obviously. Yeah. Um, and does apply to literally all crew. In fact, it's the that's the minimum, uh, or the maximum, I guess, is really the better way to say it. Obviously, the higher ranking you go, the less intoxicated you're allowed to be. I was friends with the uh, first mate on our ship. He was one of only four Americans in the crew of 900. So you were ship. one of the other four. I was one of the other four. And uh, he was only allowed to drink off ship and had to be under 0.02 at all times when he was on the ship. Well, how, I mean, if he's not drinking on the ship, how can he even be 0.02? When you're at port. When you're at port. Oh. So we actually had... You have to sober up before you walk back on, on board. The only time I was on that ship for six months, and I hung out with him a lot. And the only time I ever saw him drink was when we had to stay in port overnight in Nassau because there was a storm that we couldn't get out of port. And that was the only time I ever saw him drink. And he had two drinks over the course of like six hours. And that was it. And like, that's life (laughs) for those people. Again, you can imagine why you would require your crew to be that sober. Oh, hey, we have this major catastrophe. Follow drunky McDrunkerson over there. Exactly. To the lifeboat. Exactly. I mean, the crew is the emergency crew. I mean, there's no one else to help you off the ship if something goes wrong. And so you can't. I mean, they are like, you know, the crew is the firefighting crew and it's not just there's some people on the ship who are specifically firefighter crews. It's like, no, no, no. You leave your job that you're doing your other job and go fight that fire that's on the ship. If somebody's having a medical emergency and you're on the medical team, yes, there are doctors on there, but there are also emergency emergency medical responders and they're selected again from all different areas of the ship. And 
so if it happens that you are super, super drunk, like really, really drunk, and something goes wrong, uh, <laughs> suddenly you're liability. in charge of trying to get people off a ship. It's this huge liability. On top of that, while we're talking about liability, of course, there's the liability of, you know, if you get drunk and do something stupid, technically the ship is liable in ways mm. of like if you hurt yourself, but also if you hurt a passenger. Yeah. In any way. Can't happen. Yeah. You can't get drunk. You really can't get drunk on the job, and you're required to stop drinking two hours prior to your shift. So I don't think Rebecca was drunk at that time. I think she probably was drunk later. So this is not World War II sailor drinking style? No, 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 no. no. Nowhere near that. Mm-mm. Can I ask a question real quick? So yeah. the closed-circuit television of supposedly Rebecca on the telephone was it what time do we know what was the 545 yeah. okay and the friend uh, under the the name Rebecca uh, Melissa, Melissa. Uh-huh. says that they were hanging out at about 2 a.m yeah and she was supposed to be reporting for duty at 9 a.m I know that's what I was thinking too um this timeline I mean I I get it. She's I, she's in her early 20s. Sleep doesn't matter. I remember those times mm. a long time ago. Yeah. But like that that just seems that's one of the things that always kind of makes me scratch my head about this this whole series of events that are laid out of supposed sightings of her. Yeah, I I mean, I don't think that's not Rebecca in the CCTV footage, but I also don't necessarily think that she intended to stay up that late. I mean, frankly, when I would go out on the ship, you know, my job was less intense than the one that Rebecca was doing. But, you know, I would go out and you stop drinking three hours before your shift. You sleep for those three hours. You wake up and you go to your shift and you're probably hungover and you're probably going to hate yourself. But it was fun for a while. Yeah. I mean, it's it's pretty easy to do. I, I, no, I'm, I'm. Yeah, and actually, um, when I sleeping on a cruise ship, best sleep of my life. It's <laughs> it's totally dark. There's the slight rocking. You're in this little cocoon of a bunk. It's great. Mm. I guess there's also, I guess, the thing that I I forget is part of. We all have to wake up and get ready for our day. And then commute to the job. Yeah, there's mm-hmm. no commute. There's yeah. no commute. Yeah. So you a little could, time savings. So you yeah. could probably wake up 20 minutes ahead of time and shower and brush your teeth and have 15 minutes to just figure out where you're at. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Okay. And get yeah. a cup of coffee, a little brekkie. Yeah. Theories I think we should talk about. Are we there? Yeah. Ooh. Unless you want to talk about, you know, the cost of alcohol in crew bar or anything like that. No, yeah, what was the yeah. cost of alcohol in crew bar? Cheap. Really? Good. Oh, uh, yeah. You could get a Corona for a buck and, you know, a bottle of wine for like three bucks. Mm-hmm. There's no liquor in, in our crew bars, although I've heard from other people that DCL does do liquor in crew bar, but I think that's silly and I don't think they probably actually do. That's how they make it the happiest place on earth. Maybe, yeah. I'm going to get a couple little business housekeeping things out of the way before we actually do theories. First off, um, this like stood turn, out to me a lot. You're turning red. Well, no, it stood out to me a lot, and I, I just got really annoyed, so I just want to say it right off the bat. One of the threads on Reddit that you'll read uh, links to an AMA with a quote-unquote former cruise ship employee. Yeah, and uh, he, or this person claims that you just like drop the bodies off at the nearest port if somebody dies on the ship, which is not true. You drop it off at the nearest port to be shipped home. Mm. But the way that it was represented in this whole 
debate made it sound like like a, cru- a, a cruise line cares so little for death on the ship that they, they would just, just them off. drop the body. So they would there just drop them it. off at whatever little island they were docking yeah. at. Who cares uh-huh. if it doesn't have airplane service? We just got to get the body off the ship. Exactly, and oh, that is a blatant I misrepresentation. Way, okay. <laughs> I just want to make sure that nobody takes it that way when no, they're reading they, about this. No, they call FedEx, and a FedEx driver is there waiting to meet them when they get to the port. No, actually not. Brown doesn't do that. <laughs> no, FedEx. Also, if you read some of these AMAs, you may noticed that yes two years ago i did share my thoughts on this case on one of those threads and yes i'm saying almost the exact same thing now but you guys keep asking for this story so we're gonna do it anyway <laughs> all right right okay all right. so now it's really theory side now it's really because the housekeeping's out of the way housekeeping out of the way okay right. first theory murder murder i'm liking this one it's possible but i found it i find it really unlikely you think it was mickey mouse no, I don't think it was yeah. Mickey Mouse. Eventual Mickey. You'll, you'll... Hey, everybody! <laughs> I've got a big knife! <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that was Towley, I know. Oh, goodness. Yeah. Okay, uh, so I've read, and you will probably read too, from people who were, quote, on that ship literally a week before, unquote, and they said that their cruise was perfectly smooth sailing. <laughs> yeah. So it's, there's no way that the sea could have been that rough, and obviously the crew is lying about it. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know, do you know what actually dictates the sea and the weather and stuff like that? The weather. Yeah. And do you know what is liable to change pretty quickly? The weather. Oh, yeah. I'm actually weirdly going to defend these people a little bit because the one time that I went on a cruise, it was beautiful weather the whole time, except for the last night heading back to Florida. And apparently, we went through some pretty rough seas. Uh, the, the person who was with me was nauseous from it being really, really rocky. I, however had been partaking of the booze mm-hmm. to the point that I had passed right out and was soundly sleeping through the whole thing and had no idea. So I can see how people was... The sea was great the whole time. I never noticed anything. I drank like a half a bottle of booze. Well, but it's also possible that a week before the sea was perfect. Well, yes, and the sea changes <laughs> on an hourly basis. Yeah. Oh, so for sure. I, so that's, that's it's absurd. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. That, that they're lying about the weather? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, no, that's silly. I also don't, it doesn't give me such a problem that the bank card was used. No, because if somebody had murdered her and taken her bank card, they would have used it multiple times, maybe. Mm -hmm. And also, you know, I don't know if you guys, I've got a few things like Netflix, for example. They just automatically ding my card. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Auto auto withdrawals are the best thing ever. They sure are. They're handy. You never miss a payment. I know. Yeah, it's great. And so it could have just been that. It could have. You know, I, uh, one of the things that you do when you're on a cruise ship is you get a P.O. box. I mean, like, not everybody does, but it's, it makes life so much easier if you go and get a post office box. And you just pay that monthly subscription on your card and pay the monthly fee or whatever, not So there's a bajillion monthly There's things. so many things that could be. So I, it doesn't we, really... We don't know what it was that the, the, the withdrawal was for. We, as I could not tell, I mean, it was hard to tell a couple people I saw online saying, oh, it was found to be a subscription, but I think that that, I think they were just assuming like we are that it was a subscription because I wasn't ever able to find anything to substantiate that. Even, even the, the the credit card company wouldn't tell their family right. what it was. Yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, and, jerks. you know, even if, even if it was stolen and used one time, I mean, it's not, that's not, it's not so hard to get into other crew members rooms. 
That's oh, why I you have was a actually safe. thinking about just an online hack, but yeah. Uh, there's a lot of different ways that somebody could have gotten that. I mean, also the Facebook login. I don't know about you guys. You, you guys don't actually use Facebook that much. My boyfriend also does not use Facebook that much. And um, he gets little emails from Facebook all the time saying, hey, somebody tried to access your account from this place. And I think they do go after those accounts that aren't used as much because it like the people aren't going to notice that they're hacked if they're not using their account. Mm. So it, that doesn't. I guess I better start using my account more. Actually, yeah. You know, weirdly is uh, I, evidently they do this on a regular basis, but I didn't know this is you guys heard about the recent leak of all the LinkedIn information. Yeah. I apparently was in that batch and Facebook figured it out because they forced me to change my personal account. Uh, password recently. Right, but they forced you. It didn't just happen automatically. Right, but what I'm saying is that I could have been hacked at any time mm. and would have not known it. It's only because of them because I had no idea I was in that leaked batch. Mm -hmm. And those leaks come out much later. So yeah. it's it's very easy. I agree mm -hmm. that she could have just been hacked. I mean, how many times have we had people try to join our Facebook group who look like perfectly normal people yeah, when you review their online profile? And then mm -hmm. as soon as they get in, they're offering to sell sunglasses, mm -hmm. Ray-Bans for super cheap to everybody? Yeah, exactly. It's, yeah, it's impossible to tell. So I, I guess I'm not so bothered by that either. Yeah. yeah, sometimes people share their passwords with other people too. Yeah, one thing I was reading about online... Um, was and actually this person made a really good point was that you know if somebody you love dies i mean you know friends have passwords or it's easy to guess what their password is and it it's not unheard of that you would you know log in to their stuff and you know maybe you get drunk and change the password i don't know yeah, maybe you want to go in there and delete some derogatory stuff i was gonna know? say yeah. there there's that that rule among friends that hey if i die there's some certain things that you need to remove mm. from all of my profiles it was, on it my was, computer i mean it was significantly later than that though i mean it was in I september I, so I, I understand that but it would explain having the password but this does nothing to explain the whole murder theory so there's far. not any good substance to the murder theory <laughs> Uh, except for the vague rumor that uh, Rebecca might have been in a love triangle between um, her lady love and a quote-unquote older man. I can't. I really can't find a source for this. I can't find any additional information other than basically that one sentence said four different ways. So basically, Minnie found out about Mickey and her. Yeah, something I mean, like that. That's, that's and as pushed much her logic. overboard. Yeah. Well, the thing about it is, is uh, the cruise besides besides the um, the swimming pool up up in the forecastle of the ship. Um, where else was there that the crew could go? Where there was they were actually in an open place with a railing where somebody could push her overboard without anybody noticing. Uh, uh, guaranteed no one noticing? Yeah. Nowhere. Nowhere. Yeah. Well, were there places uh, where the where crew could go mix next to the railing with the passengers or they could or there was were there places set aside besides the pool where the crew could go and have a, you know, a nice little outside little promenade space and you know that they could look at the ocean from or something like that. I mean the throw... promenade space, but if but they would have to be approved. I mean, you know, Rebecca yeah. was approved to be would have been approved to be in certain passenger areas. The promenade would have been one of them. Mm. But I don't know. I mean, I don't since I don't know who her lover and this older man were. I don't know. You know what if they would have been allowed up there or not. And um, and I also know that it 
it takes but a second for somebody to walk out a door yeah. onto the promenade. Okay, but you know, I, I was just thinking if you wanted to murder a crew member on a cruise ship, you know, if you wanted to murder one of your fellow passengers, if you're one of the guys that, that can afford to get a really nice cabin with your own balcony and everything, then you could lure somebody in your in your cabin and then murder them and just you know push them overboard. But but they're, they're going to be on tape going to your room. Oh, That's yeah. That's the problem. Yeah. Oh, there's ways around that. You just cut the, you just cut the cable to the, to the, to the camera. That's not I a mean, thing, but okay. But, yeah. <laughs> I mean, they're all like installed <laughs> in the wall. Installed. Or, or, or yeah. you know, one of my other tricks. It's There's like, not what I, you see I, at the 7-Eleven with the big coax cable looped yeah, underneath yeah. it. But uh, you can just take a take a sticky note and just stick it to the lens, and you're, you're yeah, because nobody will ever go. That's weird. This person disappeared, and this line actually went uh-huh. orange for a while. That also assumes that there's only one camera in a hallway, which I can tell you is not true. There are about every six or seven doors and passenger mm-hmm. areas. Well, anyway, but we're off topic here. Let me go back to what my original point was: is that if you wanted to murder somebody uh, and you had your own balcony and everything, yeah, you could probably get away with it. There's ways to do it, but. If you want to murder somebody down in cruise quarters, how the hell are you going to get their body up to somewhere where you can pitch them overboard without somebody seeing? I and I guess the leaving aside the cameras too. The addition to that is that yeah, you, you I guess you could technically do that off of the promenade, but again, it'd be really hard to guarantee that nobody would see you. Mm-hmm. Um, you could do it in the crew area, except for the walls too high in the crew pool area. Yeah. To pitch someone over. That's why I'm gonna I'm gonna pull the famous card, which is you're making a presumption. Okay, so let's say that somebody has a reason to kill her. Well, that doesn't necessarily mean that they dumped her overboard. They could have stashed her in something that they knew was going to go away in a not so well monitored area. Mm. Well, you know that's completely plausible too. Do you know it's actually a hell of a lot easier. You know how they deal with trash on cruise ships? They compact it. Mm-hmm. So, you shove her down the garbage chute. Mm-hmm. I know that that sounds cruel. I, I, no, it, she's it's already not dead. The way to, she's not going to mind. But it's, but it's what people... If people have done this stuff before, is, is they shove the body in the compactor, and they run the compactor, and then when it gets back to wherever it goes, and it pushes out that big, giant cube of disposed mm. Mickey ears... There's a body in it, but nobody knows because it's picked up by a forklift and driven to the landfill. And the it rest of the garbage complete... probably doesn't smell that great either. No, oh, no. Yeah. It, got, it actually smells probably worse than a dead body does. And it's, yeah. it's a complete and total inside. It would have to be, for murder to have worked, a pretty well-engineered or spread across several people to pull off. I agree. And I don't think that's what happened? Yeah, no. I mean, I, yeah, getting uh, getting to the trash compactor again without being seen going to be kind of hard. Not really. I mean, or you'd have to have a friend who reset the switch on that camera so that it, you know, I mean, there's loops and all of that. But let's just say somebody shut it off or shut off a bank, and you run and you toss it in, and nobody knows, or you know how to get to it in a blinder. There's a bajillion. I'm using air quotes. Ways to make this happen. I don't believe any of them. I will just say in defense, um, everything used to transport anything on cruise ships is a little bigger. So, you know, when you're talking about trash cans, you're talking about at its smallest, those 20-gallon big old guys Mm -hmm. that you roll. I mean, they have, you know, three or four times that size of things that collect trash as well. So, I mean, all you have to do is get to one of those and then bury it a little bit. And then lift it up and dump it down the chute, and but there's no, I mean, a, yeah, it's not really a chute, but yeah. But there is, there is that whole question of why would anybody want to kill her? Why um, would anybody want to kill her? And then also, you know, you have to have an access key card to get into the dump. 
Yeah. Because, mm-hmm. you know, actually, as it turns out, just not every crew member is allowed to dump things. For good reason. Yeah. Like what we just talked about. Yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. Okay, so we'll go ahead and say that's a bad theory. I think so. Besides which, I don't know, you, you spent time on that cruise ship. Were, 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 were there, was it filled with unhappy psychotic people, or was, was it filled with you know, fun-loving, you know, outgoing types who wouldn't be likely to murder? Well, it's interesting. I feel like the people who know about the disappearance rates from cruise ships are always saying things like, yeah, it's just drifters and rapists are the only people who work on cruise ships. And I would because say... Because it's in international uh-huh. waters and you can get away with it. Well, I would say that it is true that um, so, there are a few, but there's 900 people on the crew on the ship. Like, the odds are in the favor that there's going to be at least one or two crazy, creepy, skeezy people. Mm. But I wouldn't say any of the people that I worked with were psychopaths. Yeah. I wouldn't say any of them would probably murder anyone. And you know who to stay away from as crew members. Mm, you just okay. do. If somebody's kind of skeezy, you stay away from that person. or you And you know where the cameras are. And you make sure that you're there if that person's coming. That's just what you do. Mm-hmm. So, which I know sounds crazy, but it's true. I just don't think that somebody probably murdered her. That's silly. Because why? I, yeah, I don't see yeah. how it would pull off. Okay. The, the next theory is based on the fact that somebody was 85% sure that they saw Rebecca in Venice. So and that is that she faked her disappearance. Yeah. But... Mm, almost literally impossible because it was a sea day and they searched the entire ship. So she would have had to have some accomplices to not only, um, to not only hide for that entire day, but also to get off the ship because I don't know if you know this or not, but the comings and goings from a ship are highly monitored and there are only like it's a custom situation. two ways to get off a ship and there are security guards at all of those points, both on the ship and land side It'd be almost impossible for her to just slip by unseen. Yeah, and, and you got a don't you get a, like an electronic card when you board a ship as a passenger that you have to scan as you have your crew. If you're a crew member, you have the same thing. What but about you have to the scan it on so? and off. They don't, and that's how they know if everyone's on the ship or not. What about the passengers? So yes, yes, crew and passengers. Crew and passengers. Everybody has a card. Yes. All right, so here's how she did it. So she borrowed, she, she lifted a card from one of the passengers, or actually borrowed it, and then attached it to a carrier pigeon when she was safely on shore. <laughs> yeah. And the pigeon brought it back to, brought it back to the passenger. Mm-hmm. And it just so happened that that passenger wasn't trying to leave the ship that day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. One of the things I've noticed, though, is that uh, nobody anywhere mentions whether any lifeboats were missing. So I have to assume they didn't do a count, and there has to be a missing lifeboat. So no. she must have taken one. Those are really easy to tell if they're <laughs> Yeah, they yeah those, are. Are, those are quite obvious. Yeah. Really obvious. I, I mean, you know, if we're, if we're going to, I'm going to piggyback on that idea. I, I haven't seen a whole lot about it, but I mean, people would then have to make this kind of a. Disney was complicit in the whole thing, and this is a, a, a Chessler situation. Uh, did you, you guys have seen Fight Club? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay, well, the boss in Fight Club, his name was Chessler, and it was the, he got him in such a, a bad situation to blackmail him to say, you're going to pay me, and you're going to let me go. And that's the kind of situation that this would have to be. It would have. It would have to be a... Rebecca caught somebody doing something so horrendous, and Disney said, well, either you're going to sleep with the Mickeys, or you're going to disappear. And they said, okay. Uh, She said, okay, well, get me off of this ship. Don't tell anybody, and I'll never don ears again. And... That's that's insane. Yeah, I think so. But yeah. it's it's on the same level of I feel like it's she faked her disappearance, faking the disappearance. Yeah. I also think that um, kidnapping is in the same vein. 
yeah, of exactly. silly. How do, you, um, how do you get her off the ship? Well, not only do, how do you get her off the ship, but like, why, why do it on a sea day? Well, why, right? Why do it overnight when there's like no reason for her to disappear? Why don't you wait until she gets off the ship? in port well, or when they're in port and you can take her off the ship. Like, well, where are you Well, precisely. I mean, that's, it's absurd. I mean, it's kind of like um, committing armed bank robbery on a ship when there's no bank there. I, mean, I guess that's not a perfect analogy, but you kidnap... It pe- actually makes a lot of sense, You though. kidnap yeah. people on land. Yeah. Yeah, you can't kidnap... You, you, you could, I guess, kidnap somebody on a ship and then try to smuggle them off the ship somehow, but it really seems like an absurd thing to do. I'm going to go back to the same question again, though. Is it, okay, so if that's the case, if she was kidnapped, why is Disney hiding it? Yeah. Because yeah. there is cameras everywhere, and everything is so regulated. Why are they just going, I don't know. Well, yeah. and, here's no the, deal. and here's the deal. If she, if she was kidnapped, where's the ransom demand? We can only assume she was kidnapped in order to be murdered, in which case we're back to murder, I guess. Well, but... she could have been kidnapped for sexual slavery, but that's nah, a different story. That's true. I so... was figuring the ransom demand was pinned to Pluto, and we know how good he is at delivering things. That, he's bad at yeah. it. The next theory is suicide, which I'm kind of willing to entertain, but I'm just going to blend it with the next theory as well, which is it's an accident. So either it was an accident or it was a suicide. Accidental yeah. death or... Yeah, or intentional, intentional death. Yeah, and, I, and I've, I've gotten emails from people about about suicide, people who knew, know more about it than I do, you know, and so I don't claim to be an expert on it, but from what I understand about Rebecca, she was pretty happy. Uh, I mean, not, I'm sure she wasn't totally happy and cheery every 100% of the day. But nobody is. Nobody is, but she seemed like she was a pretty upbeat person. Yeah, and I would agree with that. Not, not likely to be Not that that necessarily person. means that you're not suicidal, but... No, it can yeah. happen, but yeah. Yeah, it, it can. It just seems like she wasn't the type. Yeah. So I guess even if it was an accident, it probably was a bit of an intentional accident given the conditions. And, you know, again, this is trusting that the conditions are what Disney says they were. We've already said that the weather was probably bad that night. And in fact, I've I've read that the weather was so bad earlier that night that whoever was commanding, I think it was more around midnight that this happened, but whoever was commanding who was on the bridge looked down and saw someone down there. In the pool area? In the pool area, a crew member in the pool area, and sent security to get him in because it was too dangerous. Um, Was that the same ship? Because I'd heard something about someone saying, I had had a friend that was in the pool area when they shouldn't have been in high seas, and they had to be rescued, and then they were shipped home. I thought it was the same one, but I could be mistaken. Well, and I'm I'm willing to say I could be. This is the problem with the story. I thought it was the same night, even. It's always mixed with a ton of personal, anecdotal stories. Well, of this time, I knew about. Mm -hmm. That's why I'm asking. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Well, I think... Sorry, go ahead. Uh, I'm, I'm kind of wondering, too, what it's like the, you know, you've got a full, full pool out there. What happens to that water? Does it just, just all slosh out and then just run out through the scuppers and, and, and that's it? Mm-hmm. They Chlorinating re- the ocean. Then they got to mm-hmm. refill, the, the, refill the pool at some yeah. time. They yeah. have a whole yeah. ocean to use. Yeah, yeah you, can, you can really get pushed around the deck by a big wall of water if you're sure out could. there. Sure <laughs> could. Yeah. I can see why they would take people out of there. Yeah. yeah. Well, the, the, so the, the, the wall in the crew pool area is... The bulkhead. Damn you. Yeah. Looks to, appears to me to be something like six plus feet high. Would that be correct? I've heard it's like 10 feet high. I don't 
think it's 10 feet. That's why I was saying you should look at the pictures with the people around it. I think it's probably six feet. I don't think it's probably 10 feet. Okay. That's why I'm unsure, because I've looked at the pictures and I can't get a good a good guess. It, but, I don't know people out there. But, well, but you, that's... You, you see this thing where it says, oh, well, she probably just climbed up there just to sit up there to look around, and then it was an accident. She Something happened, and she rolled overboard because of that. Uh, you know. But oh, again, I, I don't know how tall it is. So I think it is. I mean, I think it's six feet tall. And in that picture, I just showed around. And again, I'm encouraging everybody to go find. Um, it, you can see crew members standing, standing on well, standing, standing on the wall the next to the pool and then standing next to the wall. And it does look like they can see over it, at least, you know, within a couple inches, maybe. That would actually make sense, you know. I mean, the kind of prison like to have these ten foot walls surrounding you when you're up there, really enjoying yeah. yourself in the pool. And so, I mean, to your point, I don't have a problem with the idea that Rebecca might have climbed up, not the side of the wall, but even more, you know, forward on the bow, or even towards the rear of it. You know, towards, I mean, towards uh, more towards where the bridge is and stuff like that, the superstructure of the ship. Yeah, I'm not sure if there's a lot of room there. Yeah, but you could hop on. So the way that it's set up, again, go look at pictures. Is um, on the bow, there's it's covered, and then it dips down into the pool, crew pool Big area. Oval area. Mm-hmm. But in uh, right next to where that dips down is um, these big pods that hold uh, life rafts that you know expand. Um, but you could hop onto one of those. They're not very tall. They're you know four feet tall. You could hop onto one of those and then hop on to the bow pretty easily. And um, having been on a cruise ship and drunk on a cruise ship, um, one of the most refreshing feelings, especially when you're getting a little stir crazy and a little upset, is to have sea wind blowing in your face. I'm the king of the world. Yeah. Sure. So, which is again we're, we're, that, we're in that Titanic moment. That exact thing is why passengers aren't allowed to be in that area. But um, I don't have such a hard time making the leap of, you know, maybe it had calmed down. Maybe the weather had calmed down. Um, random swells are a thing. Nice little sneaker wave. Yeah, it's yeah. not so hard for you to be on the bow of the ship and to have it just go boom, boom down into a little, you know, ditch, a depression, uh-huh. depression area, and you would just slide right off or a ship or you know a big wave comes up or whatever um so uh, uh i don't know what's, what's typical practice on a cruise ship but to, do they have like lighting spotlights anything like that would anybody up on the on the bridge have been able to see her if she was up on the bow or would that have been in darkness it probably would have been in darkness okay. yeah, I, well i don't think it probably would have been complete darkness there's probably some standard minimum lighting in an area that people can easily access. Yeah, but you weren't well, I supposed say it's, to it's be... It's under spotlight. No, but you also weren't supposed to be there out, out there at night. I mean, they didn't lock it off, but you weren't supposed to be in there. Um, so there's probably a little lighting, but I don't... I mean, there definitely weren't big old spotlights down there that the you know the people in the bridge could have looked down and said, oh my God, there's a person down there. Uh-huh. Um, and I think that's a good question because you always see this thing of... Well, if the crew had been in the bridge, had been paying attention, they would have seen her if she was in that area. Mm, Maybe not. not. Actually not lit. Yeah, yeah. And I don't know if you've ever been in, I mean, think about, you know, in your car when the dash lights are on, but you can't see your headlights. It's kind of hard to see outside because you've got that in that illumination in front of you. Yeah. Well, exactly. That's why I would think that they would not want to have a lot of bright lights there. Yeah. Of course, I don't know what they use. They might use night vision these days for all I know. No, but I mean, it's mostly just instruments. It's not, it's mostly not you stand, you know, you're obviously not standing there with the wheel or whatever they call it, Mm -hmm. um, you know, steering. 
Well, right? that's that's the other thing. People are accusing Disney of negligence, but I, I don't even know if on modern ships if people are actually standing there staring out the window all the time. Anyway. They do They're staring stand, at monitors. They, yeah. yeah, there are people in the bridge, but I was just about to yeah mention is that um, that's absolutely true. It's not as though you're standing there staring out into the open ocean. You're in there monitoring, but it is not your job to be looking down, you know, in the front of the ship, seeing, is there anything there? That's probably, not the job anymore. <laughs> no, probably, yeah, you probably are looking at your radar more than yeah. you're looking at your windows. Yeah. And do you know how hard it is to stare ahead in the dark? It's hard. I've tried it's, it. It's, yeah. yeah, it's not easy. I mean, it's really easy to get distracted and, and look around because... Especially if you just had a joint. That's... <laughs> After all, they didn't. They said something about alcohol. They didn't say nothing about pot. Well, it's, you can't have it. <laughs> it's illegal. Yeah, that doesn't places. make it the most magical yeah. place on earth. Yeah. So here's a no. list of reasons that I think Disney is not lying about a lot of things. Um, point number one: They've paid me loads of money to say that they're not lying. Yeah, yes, they, this they, week's episode is not brought to you by Disney. Brought Disney. to you, yeah. Hey, thanks, Disney. Yeah. I mean, uh, no, don't think the, the, no. Um, point number two is that no one in this Guardian article or anybody that I've seen from Disney Cru- Cruise Lines who's been in, interviewed around this disappearance disputes that it was bad weather. And almost everybody who was interviewed agrees that she probably went off the crew pool and bow area. Which means that Disney paid them a lot of money, too. Yeah. yeah. The only thing that they're really disputing is that Disney probably knows more than they're leading on to, which is definitely probably true i would totally believe that disney is not telling everything i suspect they're keeping it mysterious i mean you know they probably have more cctv of the foot of it than they are releasing for a few reasons one is that they probably don't want to have to answer the hard questions like is that pool area safe for crew to be in is it safe in only certain conditions? And if it's safe in only certain conditions, why isn't there a fail-safe to not allow people out yeah, there why, when it's bad it conditions? Yeah. And then, you know, if the weather was bad and it was late, uh, CCTV footage may not be good. <laughs> they may not... I mean, you know, it, there are reports that Disney has sent one more piece of footage to, like, the FBI to be cleaned up, but there's never been any follow-up on that. Um, and so maybe someday we will see a, something... But I don't think so. So is that, are, are you inferring with that, and correct me if I'm wrong here, that's what I'm asking, are you inferring that what's going on is that there was a camera that in a darkened space caught something that could possibly have been I'm her saying going that, into that area? I'm saying that I am still not happy. I'm not satisfied with there not being at least one camera on the bow. And so if it's, if there, I think there probably is at least one camera on the bow that probably did catch whatever happened on the bow that night. But since it was dark, it's not night vision, it's bad weather, it's probably not very useful. It's totally possible that yeah. they caught somebody walking out there and sitting down and getting swept off. And, then, you know, that raises a whole bunch of other questions. Like, why wasn't security watching that at that time? And why didn't somebody call that? But... Uh, on top of that, I guess there's also a bit of a fear of if that's not Rebecca, did somebody else go missing? What happened? Well, but the, the the hard thing for me is that, okay, let's say that there is a camera there. You can't immediately say, why wasn't security watching? Have you ever watched security footage cycle? It's always four panels on a single monitor. These four guys are probably watching a half dozen to a dozen monitors. I mean, things are easy to to overlook, especially when they're poorly lit. You go, it's a crew pool, it's black, 
Ignore that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You don't know you're looking at something else. Something blips by. You don't see it. I mean, like, I, yeah. I'm not justifying that anybody being lackadaisical in their job, but I'm also saying it's, it's, it's the sheer amount of content that they have to be I agree. looking at. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The one, the one liability thing, and, and even this, I would say, is questionable. I guess they should have locked off the bow. They should have locked off the crew pool. When the weather got bad, they should, you know. Of course, I don't, I don't believe this. If I was, you know, I mean, you could probably bring a successful lawsuit for something like that for negligence. If I was on the jury, I would say, screw you. You know, Rebecca was 24 years old. There was probably a sign there saying, "Hey, don't go out here in bad weather." She ignored it, you know. But that there, might be a reason. I think there's more than a. It's common sense. Yeah, there's that too. Right. <laughs> hey, yeah. don't go out here in bad weather. Hey, it's bad weather. Maybe don't climb on that really, really wet, slick thing. Don't mm-hmm. do it. Why would you do that? But yeah. again, I, I, I was on a, a ship in really high winds, and what did my friends and I do? We went to the highest exposed deck we could, and we we King did the, the stupid thing. Yeah. We weren't on the rail, but we just leaned into it. And I had a friend who was at a 45-degree angle. Like, this is so freaking cool. Look yeah. at what I'm doing. Wow. Well, you know, again, I will say I've been on a cruise ship. I've been drunk on a cruise ship, and I can tell you that I had some close calls more than once. I had, I think, probably two close calls because I was being drunk and dumb and I was young. And mm-hmm. actually, I, you know, again, another reason that this case is close to me is that Rebecca is was the same age as me. You know, so we were making dumb, bad decisions on cruise ships at the same time. And um, I guess I got lucky because I wasn't making quite as bad decisions. But... Or in the in the right place at the wrong time. Yeah, yeah. I mean, but, but people go overboard. A crew lot. or guess. Go overboard all the time. Maybe yeah. it's, what is it? 20? Twenty-three a year. Twenty-three okay. on average. Yeah. And, 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 and that's that, just reported. And that's out of but that's out of like twelve million passengers a year. Right. right? But I think the estimation is that I think it's something like fifteen or twenty percent are reported. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, well, are, I was just say, are supported I, or are reported? Are. I was going to say part no. of the problem there is I know that some of the stuff that I've read is that a lot of the numbers that are reported are deaths on board. And there's this whole thing of cover up of deaths on the ship. And it's not really I mean, as we talked about a little bit before, it's not as wild and hidden, but they they make it easily known. This person in crazy seas who was 80 years old happened to be on the stairs and fell down the stairs in, in wild seas and died. So, yeah. yes, people die. People but, have, they'll have heart attacks or strokes or right, whatever. But, but they, they are kind of apparently brushing under the rug some of this stuff because Devin was in the minority, which is people from the United States on a ship like this. I know a bunch of the people that I met who, uh, they were from Slava, a lady was from Slava countries. Like, this is the best way to make money. It's not that great of a thing, but I come here for nine months and I make two years worth of wage. I think the statistic for the cruise line that I worked for is that 80% of the employees were from the Philippines. Okay. Um, and that's a hugely marginalized group and, you know, they weren't treated particularly well and that's true but you know i think if uh if they're from the philippines they're from a low income family they go overboard you probably just pay the family and don't ever report it because why would you i mean mm-hmm. good point you know uh, again I, uh, this is where i sound like i'm defending disney and i'm not trying or no. anybody but, but no. you know what i understand why they're not saying this you mm-hmm. know who would love to have the luxury that the cruise lines have 
is the airline industry. Yeah. We all know when a plane goes down, and fewer planes go down now than they did 10 years ago and 20 years ago. I mean, like, the numbers of plane crashes are getting smaller and smaller, and mm -hmm. easy-bitsy nothing events, like scary things, are now being lifted to the level of a plane crash. Cruise ships wish they, or airlines wish they had the luxury that the cruise ships do, well, which is just a, a, I'm not talking about, yeah. Uh, no, no, not going to talk about it. Well, one person goes overboard or whatever. You know, it's not huge news. It's like not like 200 people in an airline are getting killed. Right. That's that's much more, uh, that's a better headline. Well, yeah. and as macabre as this sounds, um, there are people who go on cruises to die. I could see that. Um, yeah. And that's what, you know, that's one of the things I know I've talked about this before, but that's one of the things that they will tell you when you are doing your training for a cruise ship is that, listen, People are going to go overboard because they want to, you know, they want to treat themselves to one last nice thing. And then this is a nice place to just go overboard. And, um, obviously that's not a fun fact, but it's a fact. So, and yeah. I, well, and that's something we haven't talked about, which is the chances of being rescued once you go overboard are really so small. slim. They're tiny. Well, they're... You have to land. I mean, it's how, well, how far do you think it is? A hundred feet above the water? Well, there's that. You gotta, you gotta land. Correctly. You gotta land perfectly to not break something you gotta... or knock yourself but out. But you also have to land far enough away from the ship that you don't get sucked under it. Well, that's what I was going to say. Yeah. And this is what I think happened to Rebecca is she probably got sucked into the screws and uh, chopped up a bit, you know, and that put a lot of blood into the water, which attracted the sharks, who came over and sort of tidied things up. So not surprising they never found a body. Yeah. Well, yeah. Let's just take sharks out of this. Let's just say that she went into the water mm -hmm. and she drowned. She's going to go under. Mm -hmm. I mean, even if the sharks don't get her, uh, you know, ever. Yeah. The body isn't going to just be floating on top indefinitely for somebody to find. That's yeah. not the way drownings work. Well, even yeah. if it did, it'd be, it could be easy to overlook. But I, I really think that she got sucked into the screws, chopped up, and then eaten by sharks. That's his theory. That's he, my theory. It's shark week for Joe. Yeah. yeah. My theory is that she, yeah, she went off the ship, and I don't know what happened to her after that, but she's not alive. It's hard to imagine her going off the bow and not going into the screws. I agree with that. No, yeah. I absolutely agree with that, but I just don't want to think about it. Yeah, that's true. It is pretty horrible. It is pretty yeah. awful. So I guess... So I, well, I was going to say, my theory is that uh, she uh, she peeved off Cinderella, mm. who, of course, has the fairy godmother in her back pocket, uh -huh. and that, uh, that carriage showed up, and they shoved her in, mm -hmm. and then the pumpkin... Became a pumpkin again. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I could be. I, I, I'm still going with Mickey. Yeah. Because if you see a, the, any the pictures of, of he's Rebecca. He's a flirtatious. He's, he's a womanizer. Oh, yeah. Well, but I don't know if you noticed this, but the, 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 one of the main pictures you see of Rebecca, she's holding this cat. And, uh, you know, suppose Mickey saw that picture. Well, and he wants to avenge all his relatives who've been killed by cats. Yeah. You know? I yeah. Mean, so, yeah. So in a serious closing note. Sorry. Okay. Is I just, I don't think that DCL is doing anything. I mean, I think they're withholding a lot of evidence, but I don't think they're lying. Mm. I don't think that they should be holding that information, but I, I, I agree that yeah. they're probably doing it for very selfish reasons. Well, I don't even know if that, I mean, I just, I think it's totally reasonable to assume that everything else they have is a totally unusable. And that's, that's what I'm thinking. I think if they had any smoking guns, they'd probably be sharing with us. Yeah. 
You know, say it. If only to clear their name. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Say, say, uh, obviously, Disney themselves, as shareholders and board of directors of Disney, didn't commit any murders. Maybe an employee did it. In which case, well, if they had evidence, they probably would turn it over. Yeah, they would. I mean, if you knew about a murderer, would you? Would you just? Would you just keep it quiet, knowing the murderer is going to go out and kill somebody else? Maybe even you or somebody you know. No, it depends no, on who it was. That's true, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. That's why you don't ride the Pirates of the Caribbean. Yeah. Yeah. Johnny Depp. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It does have Johnny yeah. Depp now. Um, Did they put else? Johnny Depp in there? Yeah. Oh, he Christ kills sakes. people constantly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anything else? Uh, I think that's about it. Okay, well, if you want to see any um, of the research that we did, we'll put some links up on our website. That website is thinkingsidewayspodcast.com. You can listen there, or you're probably listening to us on, like, iTunes or Stitcher or any other streaming thing in this world. Google Play. Google Play now, too, yeah. So if you're on um, any of those and you haven't yet, please don't forget to give us a subscribe and, you know, rate and review us if you care to. You can find us on Facebook. We've got a group and a page. You can find us on Twitter. We're thinking sideways. Uh, we've got a subreddit, which is just our thinking sideways. You can email us if you have questions, concerns, suggestions, general praise. That's thinking sideways podcast at gmail.com it is so you were just shaking your head at me it made me very nervous that i was saying something wrong i was shaking my head because last week you told me we weren't using the r for reddit anymore and now you're doing it so you're just giving me mixed signals yeah that's true you're confusing me yeah. as reddit tends to do yeah. you're making it worse for I me i know i know um and other than that um we've got We've got the PayPal and the Patreon if you want to do a monetary donation to the podcast of any kind. PayPal's good for one-time donations. Patreon's good for recurring donations. You pledge a certain amount per episode, and you know you get charged for that certain amount per episode. Um, We also have merch if you prefer that. And if you want to contribute in some other way, then we we accept bearskins, ivory, anything like that. Not ivory. We won't take ivory. Oh, okay. No ivory? Okay. No. What about giraffe pelts? Yeah, giraffe pelts, sure. Um, Only pearls. if they're antiques. Okay. Polar bears? Antiques. Mm. Teeth? Antiques. All right. Penguin? No. In general? Yeah. Antique just don't, or not? I just, don't yeah. Like, I just don't like penguins. What about the uh, the umbrella holder okay. that is out of the foot of an elephant? <laughs> yeah, there you so go. So all of that or having been said, all of that having been said, we're going to get out of here. All, all right. right. Um. So yeah, see you guys next week. Yep. Bye-bye. Bye, boys and girls. Bye, bye.